Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast, where we talk about all things OCD. I'm your host, Christina Orlova. If you enjoy this podcast and want to join my free OCD and anxiety relief community, go to www.coreresults.com forward slash Facebook. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to today's episode where I have a very special friend and um, guest. We've kind of teamed up today, right, to really uh, present a a three-part series on taboo and intrusive thoughts. And so this is Christina Orlovo, and she is a licensed marriage family therapist, right? And so because I'm a licensed (laughs) social worker, so there's a little difference. Um, But so thanks so much for for teaming up on me with this. And and the reason, though, one of the reasons that we wanted to do this when we were collaborating was, you know, this is OCD Awareness Week is coming up in October. And this month, um, one of the things is with taboo thoughts is that there's so much shame and stigma and embarrassment that comes with them. And so in this series, I think one of at least the goal that I wanted to set for myself, and, and I want to hear what your goals are too, is to really destigmatize this and really help people understand how normal these are and, and really hopefully open up um, an avenue for more conversation about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. Exactly right. So, you know, October 10th um, to the through the 16th is technically OCD Awareness Week, right? But mm-hmm. um, as, you know, some folks, of course, we sometimes think about, well, first of all, we don't deal with this for a week, right? This Or a month. Like, this is a lifelong journey. And, and right. I think exactly right. One of the goals is like, if, you know, since this is a special time with highlight OCD, I think it's so... Um, such a great thing to really normalize it, like you said, and to, you know, really recognize how CD actually shows up and in kind of ways you can maybe think of it a little differently so you can help yourself, you know, get into learning the right tools and strategies to get better because you can get better right. um, and, you know, not, not, not be stuck in this forever. Yeah. And, and, and so well said, right. It's like, it's so, you know, it sounds nice to have a week to bring awareness to OCD, but people who struggle with it, it's, it's a day in day out fight in, in sometimes a minute by minute fight. And so, um, so on this series, you know, really um, what Christine and I are going to do is we're going to kind of break this down into three parts to help, you know, the structure of this, of this series, but also, um, because it's, it, each one's going to build on itself. So if you're here with us on part one, make sure to go into part two and part three. Um, and then also, I just want to quickly let you guys know, Christina and I are also going to be doing an in-depth live workshop where we're actually going to be going live on like, you know, live Q&A and live discussion um, at the end in October uh, 27th. And so there's going to be a link down below where you guys can check that out and and join us because, you know, th- it's one thing to learn about them, but it's another to be live and to be able to ask questions and really get real feedback in real time. And we want to try to provide that to you guys because I we know how many people struggle with them and we want to give you the opportunity to get some assistance. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely right. Live is always, I mean, I think it's just so beneficial when you can really come on there and and go right through that experience together. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm so excited to to like be doing this with you, Christina, because it's like, well, one, I mean, you know, um, we've known each other for a while and, you know, it's just, it's so cool to talk to someone who who really is as competent as you are and, and really has the experience you have in, in working with all this stuff. And, um, you know, I think when we both can take our both perspectives and experiences, like um, we're able to kind of hit it from two different, you know, from, from multiple prongs and it's going to be, it's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. So, yeah. so with that said, 
let's go in and talk about taboo thoughts, right? <laughs> and um, so when, when you hear taboo thoughts, right, let's just start there. Like, what, what, what do you, when, when someone's coming to you initially and is like, hey, I'm struggling with intrusive or taboo thoughts, what's kind of the first thing that you start with um, when, when you're working with that person? You know, so that's a really good question. Um, and I also kind of want to hear for you too, right? Like, yeah. because I, I think the biggest thing that I've recognized over time is when you're having when you're having thoughts that you deem as like bad or inappropriate, right? Or because society or maybe even your own family or your environment, you know, places a lot of weight on them and judges them or like, oh, you shouldn't have those. So, and then here you are having them, right? People come in and, and there's just a lot of weight with it in the room. Yeah. So usually I'll, I'll ask a simple question, kind of, can you give me some examples? And that's the first way I kind of see where the people are at. And usually what happens is they kind of get stuck and they kind of get choked up and, uh, and freeze and it's things like, oh, I don't know, uh, you know. And then when I see that in the room, um, I step in, especially in the very beginning and just, and start to rattle off a whole slew right. of different thoughts that, you know, people would be like, Whoa. And I'm like, right. yeah, here we go. There it right. is. You know? Right. And it, <laughs> no, and, and exactly the same, same with me. Right. Because it's like, well, one, I mean, my own journey with OCD definitely fell into that kind of puro category, if you will. Um, which really puro doesn't actually exist in the sense of there's always compulsions, right. As, as we've kind of, it's been kind of debunked, but um, I think, I think that first thing that you're saying, that's kind of what I wanted to do today. And the reason I asked you that is because there's so much shame and mm-hmm. guilt and embarrassment that, mm-hmm. that gets carried with these thoughts and, and they've been suppressed and held secretive so long, just because the fear of even speaking it out, the, the judgment ones, uh, afraid that's going to happen, all of that stuff. So, so just the, the very first thing, if someone ever is talking to me and says, Hey, you know, madam, I'm dealing with taboo thoughts. And I say, I do that same thing that you do, right. Where first off, usually it's, it's just giving that person the space to be like, Hey, dude, so tell me what it is. And I usually always start with like, Literally, there's nothing you could say that I haven't heard, because if you do OCD therapy for any length of time, you get to hear some very unique ideas and thoughts that, that the mind produces. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing. So, so, yes, that space of just like, hey, let's let that valve that you've been holding on to for a long time open and just yeah. lay it all out for me. Yeah. And, and what usually happens is when they say all this stuff and they're expecting expecting me to like be repulsed or disgusted by them. And I just sit there calmly and like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard that a million times. You know, there, it, it's just this, it's almost like this weight just kind of falls off their shoulder because it's like, I'm not the only one, right? You yeah, know, like, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a freak or some weird person. Mm-hmm. It's like, this, this is actually a normal thing people have. And I have to say that I, I you know, I do... I want everybody to recognize too that it's not like it magically happens always out the gate. Sometimes people can still be nervous, but it can take a couple of conversations. Mm -hmm. And and by, I think, you know, being somebody like you said, which is very true. I I like to use humor because that's just me. And I always will crack a joke and be like, look, you're going to have to work really, really hard to try to shock me. Okay. But, but good luck. If you want to take on that challenge, I'm in, I'm down. Right. Yeah. And people start to laugh and then like, okay, so it does take a couple rounds to kind of warm up and feel you out for folks to finally see and recognize like, yeah, you're, you literally mean like that you don't care. Like you literally right. don't care. Right. And then right. you start to relax and start to trust. And then like, yeah, like, here we go. Like whatever it is, mm-hmm. just lay it on me. Right. 
Well, but, but, you know, that's the piece of it, I think, of the magic, because let's be real here. The fact is, you know, talking about some, you know, really uncomfortable topics is uncomfortable, right? right. And the reality is, like I tell people, like, you know, I think generally we can all agree, like, we kind of generally don't want to like rape each other like yeah, maybe let's yeah. not murder each other i don't know yeah, maybe yeah. we can agree on that right less, like, hey, less pedophilia talk is better yeah, right? maybe yeah, we yeah, cannot like, do yeah. that right yeah. but then suddenly like if we get that but then you know you're having these intrusions so we have to recognize that the reality is it is going to feel funky it's going to feel off it's going to it's going to you're going to have an emotional reaction and that's normal right it's normal to have that reaction it's normal to to recognize that something's off and i don't like these but you know you gotta also kind of not just get stuck there like i say right, right. like we got to normalize it and then we have to recognize we got to keep moving to help get to another side of this experience right because because normalizing right is really the first step as in, in the treatment process right i mean when we're talking about overcoming taboo thoughts normalizing the idea that you are experiencing these random thoughts in your mind and you're not the only person is is a very cathartic step in, in the, in the process, because like I was saying, like, you know, the average time, I think between onset and, and getting help is oftentimes like what, like seven years, I believe for someone with OCD. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So meaning, you know, sometimes people have been struggling with these thoughts, 10, 20 years and never told anybody. And, and, and you think about carrying something like that with you for that length of time and just, and, and we know how often OCD loves to like jump into different, you know, all the aspects of our life, whether it's our relationships or, our, you know, relationships with our kids or all the vacations we go on, it's always kind of there. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that, that space to just normalize and open up is, is critical. And I think the, the next step that I take is really helping people understand. And this is like one of the things that was like a huge thing for me in, in my own recovery was that the thoughts in your head, aren't you right? Like you are the observer of the thought, meaning that there's a separation there. And, and because you have a thought in your head, that's not reflective of who you are, what you want, or, or anything related to that. Like there's this idea of the thoughts being ego dystonic, meaning like you actually know these thoughts have nothing to do with what you really want, mm -hmm. which is why they cause so much distress in the first place. Right. And, and really helping the person separate themselves from their thoughts is, is really the next major step, I guess I try to take with a person. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, when you were saying that, that that's really kind of what was going through my mind as well, because, you know, it's really common to, and how could you not, right? How could you not when you're having these thoughts that are so difficult, right? That are, that are heavy or dark or really sexual or really mm -hmm. graphic and intense. And you're like, oof, like, you know, stuff you, you know, you maybe, you know, seen in movies or, or right. maybe even read a news article about real life people who, you know, like do that stuff. And suddenly you're getting bombarded with this. It's right. difficult to not assign meaning to it. And, and, right. and that's why I always tell folks, like when you're having that experience, not only is it that, but you start to turn against yourself. Mm -hmm. You start to go, go, go into this part of, oh my gosh, I'm, maybe I'm a bad person, right? Like right. maybe like, what is, what does this actually mean and say about me? Right. You know? And, and the reality is until you learn this stuff 
And that's, that's the problem because when you're sitting with the stuff, you, it's so distressing. You're not going to like really tell anybody because you're going to mm-hmm. think, my God, people are going to think I'm weird and they're going to judge me. So like, oh, well, or maybe you that, did right? tell someone and they did think that, right? And maybe they did. Exactly. And, and, maybe, and maybe, did. maybe you had someone that had that bad reaction that, or maybe yeah, like even worse case, you went to an actual therapist who doesn't understand yep, OCD. Exactly. And the person hospitalized you exactly right, right. or, exactly or something right. like that, where they're like, you must be a real threat to your child. I need to remove them, exactly. you know, and, or it, and so it makes sense of, of why people hold on to this. And that's why I'm so excited for the series, you know, and in this, um, you know, the live, uh, workshop we're doing later this mm-hmm. month is because yes. it needs to get out there that there are it, it, what, what people don't realize about the intrusive thoughts and you said it really well, is that it's not the thought that's the problem, is that you are appraising the thought and you have beliefs about yourself, about what that means that you had the thought. And that's your, what you're reacting to is not the thought, but your story about the thought. Exactly. Because, because everyone and their mother has intrusive thoughts from time to time in their life. Mm-hmm. But because you have a belief structure or a story or an appraisal about that thought and what that means, that's actually what's causing that reaction within you that then drives compulsions that then feeds the loop. And we'll talk about all that as we get into this, but, but realizing that once we can start changing the story you have about the thoughts instead of the thoughts themselves, that is like that, that's where big shifts starts to happen for individuals. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, meaning right so as humans we're meaning making machines so mm-hmm. i mean and if you're having a lot of intrusive intrusive thoughts versus from time to time right time to time you can forget about them and you're kind of back to your baseline but but what about when you're not at baseline because you keep having anxiety and panic and all the stuff because all this internal processes are happening right so how again how could you not assign meaning right. or, or think that must mean something significant right. why else would it be happening right because right. you just don't understand right. and and we are notorious as human beings with this thing called consciousness to you know want to have meaning in everything and and one of the the most incredible pieces in my own journey with with having ocd has been to really recognize and tease out and, and, and separate and see, man, some of the stuff actually literally, Christina, has no meaning. Like your brain is producing a lot of garbage mm-hmm. and man, it feels really real right now. And, and I get stuck and I have to use tools just like anybody else. And I use them and then I, you know, kind of get a little yeah. space suddenly again and I can see it clearly and I'm like, oh man, geez right. Louise. Right. Wow. Okay. Like, and like, you know, I have to remind myself, you don't have to believe everything you think. Not everything right. that pops in is a great idea. Like you can have a zillion right. ideas. Maybe right. one of them is amazing, but a whole lot of them are usually garbage. <laughs> yeah. Usually a bunch of BS. And, and, and that's a really good question to start with, right? It's just like, okay, so someone, you know, let's say comes in and they're having some kind of taboo thoughts. I ask them, I usually ask them like, okay, well, how many times has that happened? Right. You know, so like, let's say they're having harmful thoughts, uh, you know, towards a loved one, right? Like, what if I snap and hurt someone, right? And we're going to go in today on this um, to really all the different types of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say all the thoughts, right? Because let's be honest, there's billions of thoughts that yes. people can have. What we're going to talk about is kind of like the main categories that we usually encounter. And just to really help you guys understand what the, what they are, because maybe yeah. this is the first time that you've ever even heard about this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, that, and if you're, if that's the case, then, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. Right? Yes. But um, one of the things that I like to ask is like, people will say, well, I've been worrying about harming, you know, my, let's say my mother, or, you know, my son, whatever. And I'll ask, like, okay, how many times have you done that? 
like how many people have you killed in the past? And they're, and they're always like, well, none, none. And like, and I'm like, oh, how long have you been worrying about that? Well, you know, like 10 years. Okay. Okay. But, and, and, and that's where it's like, that's where we start to separate the idea of, okay, well, there's a big difference between I'm actually a person who hurts people or I'm a person that worries about hurting people. Right. Or I'm, I'm having this, this experience about worrying about this and that separation sometimes like people don't, don't have that. Right. They really yep, think that because right. of these thoughts, that means this is who I am. And it's like, no, oh my goodness. It's so, so separate. It's, it's, it's apples mm-hmm. and oranges, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, God, as you're talking, there's like so many things that are coming to my mind, but right. like, you know what, we're going to have to park yeah, yeah. lots on with this stuff for another yeah. time. But like, yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> and, and we, de- we definitely got like a lot to go into throughout yeah, this yeah. series and, and, and the, the live workshop. So, so let's go ahead and talk about, um, on, on this part today, let's go ahead and go through some categories. And so, yeah. um, so we'll, let, we'll kind of just trade off, you know? And so, um, you want to you want to start with the first category? It sounds like sure. Yeah, yeah, we can get into some of the names, <laughs> yeah. some of the categories for the taboo thoughts. So so, so, so let's go ahead and, and set off a little disclaimer here, real quick, because mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure, like we understand, right? When we're talking about OCD, we're talking about obsessive compulsive disorder, right? Which is a, a mental health condition, um, and what we're talking about here is having intrusive thoughts about these categories, right? So that's right. What we're what we're talking about here, we're going to talk about themes like sexual orientation and bestiality and harming people and, you know, yelling racist words out. What what we're, what we're not talking about is actually acting on these things. We're talking about my mind is flooding me with thoughts related to this topic. And I don't want these thoughts in my head. Okay. And, and, and and really making sure that we understand what we're both talking about today. Okay. And, and, and this is, and it all is really founded in, um, a, a real simple idea of this idea of thought, the thoughts being what we call ego dystonic versus ego syntonic. And That's ego right. is your self-concept. Dystonic means these thoughts are not in alignment with your self-concept where ego syntonic would be thoughts that are in alignment with your self-concept, right? And so when we talk about the idea of having an intrusive, harmful thought about someone, normally not nine times out of 10, it's about someone you love and would never want to hurt, and this is very different than someone fantasizing about hurting someone and taking action on that. That is not what we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Okay. And That's I just right. really want to like plant that flag in the sand and really understand that idea of these thoughts are the, the person understands them to be egotistonic and not reflective of things they really want. <laughs> Exactly. I think, yeah, that's a really good point to always make and clarify because it's true. People, people often get confused and think, well, if you're having it, doesn't that mean that, you know, you maybe want to, and it's like, no, there's actually a biological component of OCD that's happening and you got to kind of really grasp that um, and then go from there. Yeah. So you kind of already started off and named some of the topics. Um, Yeah, but let's, yeah, we'll go ahead. Yeah, but let's, let's go, let's, let's actually, I'm going to, you know, really list them out, out, list them out. So um, we have uh, bestiality. Mm-hmm. So um, in bestiality, there can be a couple of things, um, you know, where it's like, you know, fear that you're going to maybe like step on an animal and, and hurt them. Or it can be something like, you know, what if you pet them in a way that maybe was sexual or too close mm-hmm. to, the, to their genitals or something? And what if you liked it? Or what if you're maybe then attracted to your animal? So right. that would be an example um, and I don't know that I'm going to give examples on every single no, one of them. I'm just no, going to no, name like them. One, one or two examples is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to kind of really like high level it. But yeah. but the, another thing I wanted to point out though, with, with these thoughts, like on bestiality is a really good example is that a lot of people, what we need to realize is people don't think the same, 
right? Some people think in words and like, you know, those ideas of what if thoughts Mm -hmm. um, are very, the intrusive thought. Other people literally have images, right? Intrusive images. And so realizing that the mind can be both, you know, some people have both, but if you're having words and sentences, like what if I'm attracted to my dog versus an actual image of an act with your dog that you don't want, those are the same intrusive thoughts we're talking about, right? It's this, it's this thing that's kind of ha- happening in your conscious awareness, right? Yeah, and well, intrusion, right? Like you right. don't want this thing, right? You don't want this thing in your mind, but no right. matter what you do, it just it pops in. And I think that's actually, if we can pause for a second on the topics, that's actually what's the most important thing here, right? It, it's that intrusions are, it's not like it's something happening out here. Like you can't, you can't, you're grasping at air, right? You can't grasp it. It's mm-hmm. in, in your mind, just, it pops, it just pops right into your, you know, that, that imagery, like you said, or right. the, this conscious thought suddenly goes through your mind and you can't, you can't like grasp it. You can't right. control it, you know, and then you get so much doubt. So, you know, something like bestiality is one, of course, that would be distressing. Then we have harm, right? Har- harm and, and aggressive um, content, right? Those kind of themes around, you know, hurting, hurting, let's say somebody else or, um, you know, or, or like I've had somebody where they had this fear, like, what if I raped somebody and, mm-hmm. and I'm not remembering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have and, sexual, yeah. Well, and with harm, I mean, that can go, like you're saying, it can go from the random stranger. It can also be like, I've had plenty of moms who have fears about hurting their infant children, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and to the point where it's so distressing, they don't even want to pick up the child because they're afraid they might, that could happen or that what if that happened, right? And, and yeah. you can see, that's, that's what I mean when you see this as OCD, when you understand this as OCD is like, that mom is probably the last person in the entire world to that's ever right. do anything harmful to the person. That's right. There's probably not a harmful bone in her body, but, but the thought is so distressing that they literally don't even want to be near the baby. Right. That's right. You, you, you see what I'm saying? That's and right. so, um, that's right. that's so right. yeah. And so, so go ahead with, with sexual. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, everything you're saying, it's, it's true for all of these things. Exactly. Right. When, when, again, that's just, that's a distonic part, right? When you, when you really, listen to somebody who has OCD, one of the first things you're going to pick up and see immediately is everything in their body and in their being um, is like, I don't want this, but they're constantly unsure, but what if, and, and I just, mm-hmm. and I just don't know it yet. Right. And, and mm-hmm. that's like such a key indicator, right. you know? So like with sexual, you know, same thing, right. It could be, it, it could be these sexual intrusive thoughts. It could be images. I mean, I've definitely had plenty of people I've worked with who've had, um, I had a teenager who suddenly ha- was having intrusive thoughts about, um, um, gangbanging or being, or having that happen mm-hmm. to her, or maybe being sexually involved with somebody who was like four times her elder, um, that she found, you know, inappropriate and gross and was like, what the heck, but yeah. her brain was suddenly popping in these images. And she, I mean, she was in tears, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and these can all overlap, right? Yeah, so like, yeah. this is the thing to kind of like, it's not just one theme. Usually there's multiple themes kind of exactly. happening at the same time. And, and yeah. the thing that I, I really want to stress here is like, like, okay, yes, obviously we're talking about, you know, adult concepts here. Right. So we, we just want to make sure we understand that. But, um, you know, like I remember having someone who was worrying about having um, or having like sexual imagery in their mind about Jesus and the Virgin Mary. Right. And like, and it was so, the person, you know, essentially stopped eating, right? Because they felt so terrible about these thoughts that were totally beyond their control, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. And, and you know, and, and, that, and that's the thing is that the thoughts feel like they're, they're so intense sometimes that 
it's like all the person can even like handling day-to-day life is get becomes very tough for the person when, when these thoughts are happening. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. I mean, you, you, you get kind of consumed, right? Right. Because how how can you not? I mean, it's it's just, it's popping in left and right. I mean, you you get so stressed out that, I mean, the level of stress goes to the roof and like, yeah, it's really difficult to do anything. And you're right. The thing is that it's, it's never just one pure theme. Things can bounce around and I mean, it's a, it's a brain, right? So it's whatever Mm -hmm. your brain starts to latch onto and you can have some repetitive themes or one or two maybe that are more more bigger focal points but i like i certainly remember again i didn't know it at the time right but as i learned this i was like oh my god i remember i was having some intrusive thoughts about a stepdad of mine right, and i was right, like what right, right. and now looking back i'm like oh my god that's mm-hmm. what that was and at the time i was like oh, i guess do i want to do this am i like right. a lola thing like what's right. going on like it was right. weird you know right. well and, and and there you go instead of dismissing the thought right we come up with stories right and and the, the mind will, you know, there's this interesting book called The Imp of the Mind, right, by Dr. Lee Bear, who's an OCD treatment specialist. And, and, you know, he talks about how that part of your mind will usually always create what you perceive to be the worst thing possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it's so people are like, why would I be having these thoughts? Well, because you think it's the worst thing you could ever have. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like that, that's in, in many ways, that is the reason. Exactly. But, but and, and everyone always says, well, I just want a different theme, Matt. You know, like, can, can I, can I trade my theme in for this? Cause I, I, I understand the harm thing, but this whole thing, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I heard everyone, I, I said the same thing, right. I think this theme is the hardest, you know, and everyone says that. And because it is for that person. Well, exactly. You know? Right. We will ask, well, what's the hard, what's the most difficult thing you've worked with or what's the hard, what's the hardest one. And I'm like, whatever one you're dealing with, because yeah. that's the one, that's the yeah. one that for you, that's the one that's most important for you that right. you value most. And that's where your issue lies. So it's right. that. Right. Right. You thinking that other one will be easier. Guess what? For that person, that one is like this yeah. one for you. It's literally exactly. just like that. So exactly. it's, it's, the experience is really the same. Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, so then on top of sex, then, um, you know, sexual intrusive thoughts, then there's the whole idea of sexual orientation. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, living in the time we live in today, right. Sexual orientation and, um, you know, gender and all that stuff. There's so much happening in our everyday life with even like laws being passed. Right. So there's so much exposure and, and, and even confusion out in the world, right. About, mm-hmm. uh, like what, what is, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, because just over the past X amount of years, we've, you know, organizations have developed all these different, you know, genders and, and all these, all these different identities, right. That have kind of just been really very new concept. Right. And regardless of where you stand on that, the thing is, is OCD is going to have a field day with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so when you talk about sexual orientation, I mean, when I was going to school, it was like, it, you know, like LGBTQ, right. And, and really that was kind of like where it stopped, mm-hmm. but now there's all these other things that have been kind of um, integrated in with, you know, uh, non-binary and all. And so, so the OCD, right. What it loves to do is, and this is, and this is one of the things that we're going to talk about a lot more in the workshop, but OCD loves to present you with a question that has no answer, mm-hmm. right? Because if, if you try to answer by you trying to answer the question, that's what gives the OCD fuel. So if it can present a question to you that you can't answer, it has unlimited food for the rest of its life. You know, you almost have to think of it like that. And so with sexual orientation, like what, what happens is the OCD tries to, you know, make you figure out mm-hmm. what your orientation is. And, and the problem is, is there is no like test you can take. You can't go into someone and be like, Hey, so give me a blood test. And is this, 
is this straight? Is this gay? I, you know, what, what does this mean? And, and it's like, because it's, it's such a, it's such an abstract concept in many ways. Like, yes, of course, like we, we know who we're sexually oriented to, you know, for the most part, but the, what the OCD does is takes everything it can and confuses it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and one of the things that you need to understand about OCD is that when you're really in that cycle and that stress response is activated, it's like this dark lens comes over your eyes and everything becomes distorted. So while you may used to be able to go into the locker room and change at the gym, with no, no questions, no problem, right? If OCD latches onto that orientation idea, then it's like, well, did I look at that person? I don't know. Did I, did I feel aroused? I'm not sure. You know? And it's like, what does that mean? Should I, you know, I need to figure this out and you can't. Right. And, and every time you try to solve the problem, it gets more and more confusing. So, so with, and, and there's, you know, we'll talk obviously in depth on case studies on sexual orientation OCD, because it's obviously a very common form of OCD mm-hmm. and it's, and it's misunderstood because the more and more you try to, if you went to a sexuality therapist, it, you know, like, and they're trying to solve it, it's like, it just creates layer upon layer and layer of oh, confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've seen yeah, that time undiagnosed OCD, right? Like, yeah. talk, talk therapy is so right. like. <laughs> so, someone's like, well, you know, I think when I was five, I played patty cake and I'm not sure what that means. And it's like, oh my goodness. You know, so, so really understanding this is an OCD problem, if that's what it is primarily you got to treat it as such because the moment you start going into the content and really taking it at face value, you've kind of already misstepped and, and, and gone on the, on the wrong path. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, what are some other ones, Matt? Yeah. So, uh, suicidal OCD, um, or, or suicidal taboo thoughts. And this is, you know, really when someone is, um, worrying, what if one day I commit suicide? You know what I mean? And, and like I said, in a very ego dystonic way, right? This is not someone who is contemplating suicide and wanting, you know, if in like essentially dwelling in the idea of taking their own life, you know, what this is, is a doubt on like, what if I did that one day, what if things got bad enough where I actually did that? I don't want to do that. Right. And they're trying to solve and again, they're always trying to solve and make sure that they would never do that. You yeah, know what I mean? And sometimes even, uh, have you heard or ever had it where somebody, cause I've also worked with some folks where they're like, well, maybe it's not one day, but what if it happens today? Or what, what if I do want to do it? And I'm just right. like, lying to myself. Right. Right. right? That's but, a big one. Right. But, but, but there, but there, you know, exactly. And this is why we could never cover every OCD thought, because as you just saw, right. The OCD is so good at anytime you hear a, what if, that that is the key indicator that that is OCD, right? Because you're you're trying to solve it, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who someone who's true truly in a suicidal state, right? Um, you know, because I don't even like calling someone suicidal in the sense of it's not who they are and identity. They're just That's in a state right. of mind where right. they're so distressed and feel so hopeless they don't see any other alternative. Um, and and it's a it's an escape, right? It's the the, the thing about suicide, and I always say this is it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. That's right? right. And, um, there's always hope and there's always, there's always a solution out there. There really is. And, and yeah. once you really anchor into that hope, you just need to work to find it. Um, but, but 
it, it is so interesting that like, yeah, what if I'm not even being, what if I'm just lying to myself? What if mm-hmm. I really want to do that? Right. You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah, oh gosh, it's so sneaky on how it throws in all the, all the doubt and uncertainty into each topic, you know? Yeah. And one thing, I mean, I don't know if I, you know, I, I, a lot of people do know this piece about me, but I, I do want to kind of throw it in here for a second because like, so mm-hmm. I used to work for San Francisco suicide prevention and I mm-hmm. used to do workshops in the unified school district. Mm-hmm. And, and when I did that part of, that for me, some people who know my history is I was also suicidal uh, for a period of time and and got pretty darn close. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, like exactly what you said, there is a difference when you, you know, like I tell people too, like when you're actually really in something and you're actively doing something versus OCD brain where you're just constantly like in a hamster wheel, like, but what if, but what if, but what if, but what if, but what if. And, and so you're in this constant perpetual, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Um, or, you know, you can start doing, of course, some compulsions, which we'll talk about later. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a really clear difference between, difference between like, actual um, clear intent and right. desire, right? And, and a, Versus and, when I'm in my and, head yeah, and I'm just yeah. doubting incessantly right. and I'm getting lost in this process and I'm getting more confused and I'm getting anxious and I'm getting scared. Right, sure. And, and no, I appreciate you, the, the transparency and honesty. And I think, you know, um, I mean, if, if you've ever really struggled with, you know, mental health, when you've really been into the depths, like, like you and, and, and obviously I have, um, you know, th- those kind of ideations are are actually very normal as well. Like when you're yeah. really down in the pits and, yeah. and even, even normalizing that to a certain degree, not that yeah. it's okay, but, but I mean, like, yeah, like, like sometimes if things feel hopeless, like, but, but that's why going back to the idea, that like there is always hope. And, and, and if you're wrestling with taboo thoughts, especially if you're mm-hmm. here today, you can get better. Right. And, exactly. and, and, and it's not like it's a, a crap shoot either. Like, you know, this only works for some people. It's like this process works. Exactly. The, you know, the, the, and, and so in really trusting it. So exactly. Um, well, let's, I mean, I know we have a few more to cover today and then we'll, we'll go into, we'll tie it up and then move into part two in the next episode. But, um, so we talked a little bit about incest already, but that kind of goes into the idea of sexual intrusive, right? But this is really more the thoughts directly towards family yeah. members, right? Yeah. And and um and we we separate separate it as its own category because it's common, right? Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times mm-hmm. people just struggle with those thoughts. Um, how about the racist taboo thoughts? Like, uh, tell us about those a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I've actually recently had a client who, um, was having more imagery, like was at a store basically. Right. And, and kind of, there was an African-American guy and he happens to be a Caucasian guy mm-hmm. and he drove away. And then suddenly afterwards was getting all these thoughts about, Oh my gosh, what if I go back and I have to go to a store and then I see him and what if I, you know, blurt out Say some, the, some racist yeah. comments, right? right. Or, or what if then, and then it was paired with racist comments and um, an act of aggression. Mm. Um, and so getting bombarded with this kind of b- both of those things at once, right? And then getting really scared, really anxious. Um, and of course, obviously, like not not wanting to go, you know, to that parking lot or near that sure. store, right? Or other folks where they get really freaked out about what what if I end up you know, like what if I'm, you know, having dinner or what if I'm walking down the street and then, you know, what, what if, you know, I, I won't even catch myself and then, you know, boom, I'll say something. Yeah. Um, or what if I did say something in the past or what yeah. if I wrote something in a text and right. I'm not remembering and oh my gosh. And now, right. you know, I'm, I'm getting well, stuck in that way. Well, and, and so much, you know, in, 
and, and because again, the real fear there, right. And cause if you go, if you try to do regular talk therapy, it's like, well, let's see if you're subconsciously racist, you know, and all that nonsense that, that, um, you know, a lot of talk therapists will try to do yeah. and it doesn't get anywhere. It, it does nothing for the person. And really, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about it more on the workshop, I guess, but really when we're talking about the underlying fear, there's right. You know, the underlying fear, th- this is like just a kind of a weed of a, a rooted fear of mm-hmm. that social rejection and, and doing behaviors that you, you totally would be repulsed if you actually engaged it, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And, and so it's like, and, and, and so t- reminding yourself that the content of your thoughts is not a reflection of who you are, right? That's like right. that is, that is such an important aspect right there to understand. But um, so when it comes to scrupulosity, Right. And we, we threw this into the taboo thoughts because you can have taboo thoughts related to scrupulosity. Now, scrupulosity is a, a subform of OCD where persons can people can essentially question and doubt anything related to their faith and existential ideas. Right. So this is a broad, broad topic, yes. scrupulosity. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, so what we're talking about here is really more the taboo thoughts related to the scrupulous, you know, ideas, right? So it could be bad thoughts towards God, right? So people might have curse words in their mind towards God, right? They might have mm-hmm. sexual imagery about um, God or, you know, who, uh, a religious figure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's and right. The, and, the, and, and there's, um, you know, uh, I, I mean, and, and, and there's no real, and this is why I don't, I don't like Anytime I'm working with someone with OCD, and I know you do this too, we really do the full scope inventory. It's not ever just like, okay, we're just going to work on taboo thoughts. It's like any aspect of OCD that's manifesting, right? So with scrupulosity, it's common to have taboo thoughts and other things like doubts of whether I committed the unforgivable sin or am I going to go to hell? And then I have these thoughts Mm -hmm. and then the OCD is like, well, what if, because I had that thought, now I'm going to go to hell, right? You know what I mean? It just attacks every every angle Right back on that hamster wheel. (laughs) Right, right, right. So it loves to just, it loves to throw that and then attack you right after, yeah. you know, like it loves to like, you know, throw that thought in your mind and then accuse you of being a bad person for having that thought. Yeah. 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 So, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, yeah, let's, let's, let's tie up with the last two here. Yeah. I mean, well, we kind of touched on pedophilia a little bit. Um, you know, when we talked about, you know, mom who, you know, maybe it would touch her, her infant inappropriately. Right. But we also have right. like where, you know, somebody walks past like, you know, um, a, a playground and then starts to get these intrusive thoughts. Like, well, you know, what if I'm, what if I want to go, you know, grab a kid and, right. and do something or what if I like it or, right. or now like if there's anything around like child content, right. They start to get these intrusive images and thoughts. I mean, I, I had a client I worked with who like even just looking at a, like a Jenga box, right. Like was a massive trigger because, yeah. you know, there's images of family and kids and, Oh my gosh, what if, you know, what, 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 what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right. And the same thing with, with, um, kind of the last point we have a you know, psychotic, I, I often, often see people, it, I mean, this is so, so common, right. And all of these are super common, right? but you no know, thoughts, thoughts, like, what if I, you know, what if today's the day I go crazy and then I end up in, in the mental, in the one's mental ward, like, um, th- that's yeah. a really big one that comes yeah. up for like pretty much for everybody that I've right. ever interacted Be- with, with OCD. Well, cause if you've ever been in the loop of OCD, you know, how chaotic it really feels. Right. And, um, you know, so like the idea of what if I get, what if I crack and become a schizophrenic, you know, what if I, yeah. What if I get hospitalized, you know, and and the, 
the thing is, is right. It's like, it can feel so intense that it's like, you actually feel like you're kind of like a hairline away from that actually happening sometimes, but, but really, you know, separating the two is so important. Like, Hey, this is OCD. Sometimes there's these intense moments and having the tool set to ride through these and to really go through these is, is really the difference. Right. And so, um, so that, that will tie up today's session, right? I just want, we wanted, we wanted to talk about what this is. And really let's like, let's just get it all on the table today. That was the goal. Right. And, and yes, sure. If, if, if you're OCD out there and you're, and you're, and you're, it's saying, well, they didn't cover my exact thoughts. So how do I really know that this isn't, you know, this is for me. (laughs) Trust me when I say like, it's anything and everything in related to these categories at all, right? There's no way we're going to be able to say every thought. So what we tried to do is cover a very broad concept, but if you're hearing a, what if there it's OCD, Right. And, and, and now that we know that, and and so here's the thing though, every topic we just covered, that isn't the problem that you have, right? What, what we want to move into now is really understanding that you actually have an OCD problem and shifting that right there is critical to your success. So what we're going to talk about in the next episode uh, or the next part of this series is what it means to actually be an OCD problem and the things you're doing that are actually keeping you stuck. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, um, so I'm really excited to continue this series and, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for, for being with us and thank you, Christina, obviously. Thank you, Matt. And so we'll, uh, we'll see you guys on part two, uh, next week. So see you then. All right. Bye. Bye. Welcome to OCD Whisperer podcast, where we talk about all things OCD. I'm your host, Christina Orlova. If you enjoy this podcast, and want to join my free OCD and anxiety relief community, go to www.coreresults.com forward slash Facebook. That's K-O-R results.com forward slash Facebook. See you there.